This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the fluffy sky voice of your local announcer whose job is to just pop into the Renaissance or the Renaissance uh, and uh, settle down in, in ways that will communicate between me and you maybe and uh, all the other people who listen to our program every day and tell us uh, what they have been eating lately, what they would love to be eating uh, a little bit more often, and a whole bunch of other things having to do with the food scene here in New Orleans, America's best eating city. Tom Fitzmaurice, did I say my name yet? Well, I just did. And uh, we have Marianne here. Hi. <laughs> you sure can perk yourself up in about a second. Uh, you look like also you walked in carrying something you wish you had left behind. I don't know. Why? I don't know. I, I don't. I, I can't explain everything. <laughs> I don't think you can explain anything, Tom. Actually, hi everyone. Hi, Mary missed Ann. you guys. Um, well, I don't know. Is that true? I, <laughs> I didn't really miss doing the show on Thursday or Friday. I hear no? it was in pretty good hands with Ali. Ali Although we did, a, Ali, Ali is a Ali fighter, a, Tom. A Ali is the Ali. is your co-host. Oh, slash girlfriend. <laughs> you, you know, I can't uh, help teasing you about a that. Few, what? Uh, a few years ago, uh, the lady who conducted the uh, Alyssa, yes. The, the, well, you've moved on. What can you say? Well, I never had. You know, <laughs> what? What? Well, one person said that I had a crush on her. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she didn't have much of a crush on me because mm-hmm. she can sing and I can't. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, why did I bring that That's up? That's not true, Tom. You definitely can sing. However, you and Ali, or Ali, or whatever you want to call her, the kooky oyster lady, <laughs> cannot sing a cappella duets anymore. I forbid it. Why? <laughs> Where's the dog because when from? I come back, I would like to have someone to talk to. Oh, well, do you have somebody to well, talk to Well, I have to you today? to talk to, but I mean to uh-huh. the audience, the audience. Yeah. Happy holidays, everyone. It is officially, well, it actually was after Thanksgiving, but mm-hmm. I'm starting, you know, I've been listening to the Christmas music on 101.9, our sister station, Magic. And first of all, I have a complaint oh. that my beloved Christmas song. Um, you still haven't heard it? All I Want for Christmas, I heard it once in a week. I can't believe it. I know. I know. The Mariah Carey Christmas uh, phenom is the word for it. Is uh, It didn't get played very much in the time I was listening, and I'm listening a lot. So um, mm-hmm. anyway, but it, it makes me love the season. Driving around makes me love the season. I don't drive around very much, but uh, it makes me love the season. Now that I've lost my beloved car, also. <sighs> when are you going to give up on that car? I don't know. She's got this. Uh, what, I don't know what when I'm going to give up. 
My doggy and I are still still in limbo. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight. If you would like to chat with us, welcome in everyone on this second day, uh, second week of December. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's holiday time. It is that. I hear that I missed a raucous conversation about parties, which I would love to get into again. You went to a party? No, you talked to a party uh, guy about his book, Alex Hits. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And um, and I was very disappointed to not be able to do that interview, but... Well, um, it went well enough, and then we moved on. Yeah. Well, but people don't really want to move on that much right now. It's holiday season, and I think they would like to talk about holiday mm-hmm. parties and, and things like that. So if you uh, would, give us a call. Yeah, that's true. I have in my hand here the uh, Farmer's Almanac for 2020. Mm-hmm. And it's the first uh, 2020 kind of thing that I've seen, at least in the Almanac thing. Yeah. And I was just flipping through it. And there's funny that has uh, gone on in the last few days. What's up? Uh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm being told that my microphone is what? What's the matter with it? Too loud? It's probably too low. Wait, what, what, say it again. I... I'll take care of it, Doug. Okay. Bye. All right, anyhow, uh, where were we? Uh, there's a funny thing that happens uh, if you're driving around on Christmas Day. Yeah. You find that it gets dark very quickly at that time of year. But you figure it's going to keep on going. But if you keep on going and one more... Okay, that's what all that it was It would be needed. helpful if you put yourself by the mic. Is that any better? Boss? That's better. Okay. Okay. All right. Anyway, now that we uh, now that we have a little... Now that bit, all the technical things are worked out on the air, go ahead. Now that we uh, have passed this, there's some sort of line across the compass or across the uh, the almanac or whatever it is. But it shows that already the time that the, the sun sets, not when it when it goes up, but when it sets, has been getting late later and later already and you, you already notice it. It's it's like ten, uh, ten minutes past. Oh, so you're thinking that we're heading back up towards spring already. Yeah. Well, well I'm, you're not I'm supposed to do looking. that until the twenty first, right? Well, or the 22nd. I can never tell if it's the 21st or well, 22nd or 20th it. or whatever it is. You want me to look it but up But the for winter you? solstice the winter is when it starts to go back the spring way. In late September is when that happens. No, December. No, well, not for it. The for autumn solstice is... There is no autumn solstice. There isn't? No, okay, no. so September 21st is what? Fall? Fall solstice? What? Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, it's uh, no. It's, Help uh, me with my solstices. <laughs> it, it, there's one that's uh, around the holidays, and then there's another one uh, in the middle of summer. Okay, so then what are the ones that change fall and spring? What are it, those it, called? Apparently, have you ever noticed on a on a, uh, a, a one of those big balls that has you know the whole world in it? Globe. A globe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you see the, 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 that, and there are this, this, what looks like a number eight, a very large number eight on them. You often see this. It's not on all of them, but it's always there. It's some, usually somewhere like that. And that tells you kind of different information. And it took me for years to, to figure it out. I was noticing it every year 
as we were doing the show, actually. And I finally got a guy who called in and told me what exactly it was, and it has something to do with picking up the globe and giving it a spin and then putting it back on the shelf, but I still don't understand it. Okay. Somebody might call to explain it. Is anyone else caring wearing sackcloth and ashes okay. after yesterday's what heartbreaking to... saint's loss? Oh, I heard. I'm sorry to hear that for you. Did anyone go to a saint's party where this horrible thing occurred, and what was the mood of the party? <laughs> I mean, it, it, was, uh, it was distressing. Yes, it was. Maybe they ought to but do it was it only more. one game. There's only one game? It was only one game. We have oh. more to go. Oh, There's well. only what? It was only, only one, one game. game. And, then we, and then we says. start the playoffs. Yeah. N- no, well, we start the playoffs in three more games. But it was okay? Yes, it was. I am, uh, I, but I it was, it was a great game. After the game because uh, Sean Payton needs to, or- he needs to own that one. Anyway, I know we don't want to start talking sports. They're doing that on the other station. We but could if talk. you went to oh. a party, uh, what happened at the party after the games ended? There I was should a say, because up until the very, very end, it didn't look like it was. Well, it kind of did. Whose party was it? <laughs> anyway, if anyone uh, has anything to report about their festivities over the weekend. I am interested in hearing that. What have you been cooking? And if you have any plans for the holidays, did you go anyplace uh, holiday-ish over the weekend? There's things every weekend now to do. Um, On Thursday, there was a uh, a wine, maybe wine and cheese tasting at Claret, the Two Jacks. Owned uh, wine bar. Where, where is Two that? Jacks has oh, a. Is this that place on Washington? Three, has a has a three uh, outpost. It's not. They're not restaurants. There are two bars and Two Jacks. One is Bar Francis on uh-huh. Claret, and the other one is uh-huh. Claret on um, uh, Magazine. Kind of oh, in the, oh, kind that, of in the CBD yeah, in yeah. that in that really trendy hip 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 little corridor of magazine right past the interstate service road that was generated into hipness by the fr- the original French truck. Mm-hmm. It's right across from Barrel Oak, and somewhere in there Barrel is Oak? Claret. And Claret. Uh, there was a party there Thursday night that I didn't mm-hmm. get to go to, and I was wondering if anyone did. Hmm. Give us a call did if, you like you, if you did. Uh Mary Lee and I went to Thalia or Thalia. Thalia Street. Thalia. Yeah, it's just a local pronunciation mm-hmm. to it. We went there on Thursday night. Wow. <laughs> uh-huh. what, what <laughs> That's all I have to say. I will have much to say in the newsletter this week about that experience. Um we, you and I, on Friday went to Tanchi Kitchen. Yeah. I didn't see what you had to say, but it would it's, it's more appropriate for you to be talking about it with me since I experienced it with you. But what did you have to say on Friday? Uh, I was really impressed by that and I wrote a fairly extensive article that you Which will, will find run tomorrow. In the website, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was very unusual food. But not so unusual that you would say, what is this, you know, strange stuff? It was nothing, nothing strange about it. It was beautiful little colors. 
when you'd say, okay, they're just doing it for color, you take the taste. It was it. fabulous. Delicious. It was fabulous. It was delicious. It was beautiful. It was unusual. It was familiar. It unusual was everything. in a lot of ways, which is something I like uh, when it's appropriate. Like uh, they did this this one thing where they they made a mole, a mole, mole in uh, Spanish, uh, at least Mexican genre. Some people live to eat. Some people eat to live. Yeah. Well, Tom eats to li- lives to eat mole. So anyway, they have the they had a mole made with one kind of bean, and they made another one out of a different, or maybe even three kinds of beans that were worked up into a, a recipe that was kind of like you would find in the Mexican place. But it was a tamale. Really, it, it was, it, a, it was bean a tamale, tamale with. Uh, was it cojita? Something like that. Cheese, and uh, it was uh, covered with mole. Anyway, it was great, and I was really impressed by that. And then they continued to do such things for the next uh, three courses. They had a three-course thing going there. These were cooks who are in the uh, learning curve uh, over there on the corner of Howard Avenue and uh, Carondelet Street. And it's a, a, a training grounds for people who want to get into the restaurant uh, community and and not just just a you know. Or it could be people who are already working. Who, that's true. Who are beefing up their skills, like the guy that, that waited on us actually works at Picnic and Provisions already. Yeah, well that sure helps because you know. It was lovely to see Allison Vines rushing in there. Yeah, you always had. A, which explained the fabulous food. Yeah, she's terrific. I've always been a, been a big fan of hers. And uh, anyway, that was that was out there. Now we have this this place, which uh, at least as much as I got from the brochure that I got with it, apparently you can walk in there any day of the week, and but with a limited kind of a menu. No, not no, true. That's not true. Okay, not so, true. I want to dispel that notion right now. Well, tell me because I was. This was a special event. Yep. That will happen as the students who are in a 100-day course. Yeah. As they near the end of their tenure there, mm-hmm. they will put on a pop-up, yeah. one day only, one meal only, mm-hmm. that they get together and vote on a theme as a collective group. So there were maybe six options of what theme they were going to use for their pop-up. And they voted on Tanchi Kitchen, which is <clears throat> modeled after Native American ancient foodstuffs. Oh, is that the idea? Mm, I couldn't yes. quite figure it out. Yes. I... And so the whole theme w- went back to the area from way back in the day of the Native Americans. Corn was the focal element. Mm-hmm. And it was a spectacular lunch. This is 30 dollars folks it mm-hmm. is a gourmet meal for thirty dollars and it is a steal so mark your calendar for the next one <clears throat> we'll be mentioning it in nomenu.com and talking about it on the radio but we want to uh definitely promote this operation tell me what they call it, it again. is extraordinary noki what i've got new that. orleans new orleans Culinary, Culinary and Hospitality and Institute. Hospitality Institute. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the other one is 
Tanchi, T-A-N-C-H-I, kitchen. T-A-N-C-H-I. Kitchen, Tanchi Kitchen. Tanchi Kitchen. What is Tanchi? You've already told me. I I think it's a Native American reference. Anyway, um, so that was it. It was was three courses of absolute, uh, polished, sophisticated perfection. It really Mm -hmm. was. It was Uh, beautifully executed in every way. And, and these from people, service to yeah I mean what what I was impressed by is that the guys who have been working in the kitchen for quite some time and learning their strokes over there for that event they had both cooks and waiters working to wait well, tables they learned and to cook they learned both ends and it was yes. and that's uh, not the yeah easiest it was in great and it was kind of I didn't really understand the way it worked so well you spent thirty dollars. And then you paid for drinks on top of that. Fair enough. And then you tipped, but the tip did not go to the student. It went to the scholarship fund mm-hmm. for future students. Well, that makes sense. So it's sense kind of like a, a whole presentation they do at the end. And, of course, mm. you're not limited in whatever your, quote, Doug, tip Doug would be. Doug wants to know if we're listening enough that we would take a break. Yes, of so, course, okay. we'll, of course we'll we take We will take a break. And here he comes with uh, that break that we were looking for. <laughs> Doug. I was so excited when he said, all I want for Christmas is coming up. I thought he was going to play my Mariah Carey song. And that's what you do. Doug, shame on you. Anyway, uh, cute enough. It just goes to show you how um, how much we've advanced culturally. And I, I, I put advanced in quotes because in many ways that's not true. But how, how much we've progressed culturally that that song was hot back in whatever day that was and now all i want for christmas is you anyway um it's national brownie day tom and i want to take you to task oh you will what what for i'm going to read right off of tom's almanac it's national brownie day i can't figure out why so few people make brownies from scratch i agree with that it's flour sugar cocoa eggs and milk how, it's not really milk either. How complex is that? What do we need a mix for? Also, here's the part I want to take you to task for. Also, when you order a brownie in a first-class restaurant, doesn't it seem a bit out of place to you, regardless of the excellence of the brownie or the quality of the ice cream? We were yeah. just talking yeah, about... that's a good question. What's okay, the answer? We were just talking about Tanchi Kitchen. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they serve in a most unusual presentation it was in a corn husk but that was just for decoration it was called a chocolate tamale with spiced ice cream but it was a little like maybe the size a little smaller than the size of your index finger not index finger your pinky finger 
and uh, it was chocolate, and it was a brownie. That's what it was. It was a little small brownie. Flanking it was like a pumpkin spice ice cream over uh, a crunch. And it was really spectacular. There was nothing inferior about that dessert at all. What made that less of a dessert than your creme brulee? Well, I'm not bowled over by uh, a chocolate the way that you guys are. I know, but what I'm saying is when you say a, a chocolate brownie, I mean, a chocolate brownie can be something from Duncan Hines or Mackenzie's. Or it can be something as really fashionable as what was presented to me at Tunchy Kitchen, which was nothing short of a brownie dressed up in a corn husk with some pumpkin spice ice cream. 2606368 is the number. I haven't actually spun that out very much. Uh, Duncan, that you just mentioned. Duncan Hines, yes. Duncan Hines. Uh-huh. Do, you, uh, do you know his story? Yes, he was the first restaurant critic. Very he? good. Exactly the Tom, right answer. It's huh? been 30 years. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I got to be happy I've about it. I picked up a few things. Yeah. 30 years. What did you pick up today? <laughs> hey, I picked up the Duncan Hines. There you go. You ever pick, have, do, you have any, uh, cl- uh, do you have any shoes that are so heavy? I guess they're for hiking. Tom, I can can... break my toe on your shoe, which I have actually done before. Why'd you do that? Yeah, just stumbling on your shoe. Anyway, today is the birthday of Alon Shia. Yeah, it is. Of Dominican fame. The last time I was over there, it was a rainy, rainy day, a horribly rainy day downtown. And uh, we went over to Dominica which is what he still runs, I, as far as nope, I know. No, not true. No, not true. He split with Besh, and that's a Besh restaurant, and he's moved over to do Saba. Ah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I would guess that the special Jewish holidays dinners that you are referring to in your almanac are um, going to be had at Saba, although I've not heard anything about that. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Give us a report. You know when uh, when Tom used to go and come back, people would call up and report on the shows. So I'm interested in a report on the last two shows that I missed, and um, I would like to uh, find out what you're interested in doing for the holidays, food-wise. If you're having a party. Please call us and talk about that. If you would like some advice about a party, we used to do a lot of entertaining. We don't anymore, but we used to. So I'd love to talk uh, about it. What has uh, slowed us down, you think? (laughs) The answers to these and other questions are not for public consumption. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Uh, What parties have you gone to at a restaurant in the holiday season so far? I was talking about one that I missed at Clarette the other night, and instead of that, we went to Thalia, mm-hmm. the restaurant in uh, at the end of a road, deep in. I guess is that the is that the what is what is that? What where Thalia is? 
Uh, That's not the what, Garden District, what, is it? I think it does. The lower uh, Garden District, maybe? It, it's, it's in an, an area that has two things going on at the same time. One of them is the Garden District. And okay, the other so one is the is lower Garden heavy, District. Alt, he, uh, d- distinctly high-end uh, industry with longshoremen and those kind of people. Okay, so is the lower Garden District close to the CBD? Uh, it is. Okay, so yeah. then this would be in the lower Garden District, right by a lot of construction. There's a little corner building, and that's where the restaurant is. Anyway, we went there, and um, I will, like I said, I have a lot to say about that, but I don't. I don't want to get into it too much. Let's Why just not? say, well, because I because it's one of those it's one of those things that I um. It's part of that. It's part of that. Two distinct worlds that are out there now. Oh. Yeah. I'm I'm intrigued. And, yeah, and it's tell the, me more. It's the um, millennial mindset versus everybody else. Like at the next table, you know, in the kitchen was Kristen, I think her name is Essig, mm-hmm. and Stoltenfoss, or anyway, the two chefs from Coquette. Mm-hmm. And they were cranking out this very high-end gourmet food. And it was... For the most part, I won't say, okay, it's not fair to say for the most part. Mm-hmm. It not? was somewhat silly. And, in, um, in what way? Well, now, I'll, now I'll, I'm intrigued. Okay, so I ordered a stuffed artichoke. Yeah. Now, in New Orleans, a stuffed artichoke connotates a certain image that is very um, lowbrow, mm-hmm. you know, like your Sicilian grandma took an artichoke and she filled it with breadcrumbs and cheese and garlic galore and steamed it, and it was just delicious, to say it in a New Orleans way. This is one of those things that's been gourmetized in a way that I don't even understand. And um, it was, well, bizarre is the word. So it was like a quarter of an artichoke. Mm -hmm. It had a little bit of breadcrumb and I guess... A whole artichoke? Like a quarter of that. Mm -hmm. And it had a little bit of breadcrumbs. Mm -hmm. And it was charred, crispy charred, mm-hmm. and and it was served with an olive oil that had anchovies in it. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, <laughs> I'm going to come back after a break yeah. and finish this discussion because I have touched something in your office, Tom, yeah. and one never knows what that could be, but it's sticky. And I have to go wash my hands. The worst that could be is a little 
designated I, coffee. I'm not I'm not sure what that is. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the number. You're listening to WWL one oh five point three FM H D two. We'll be back. I, I was I was talking about my experience at Thalia. Okay. What tell me about it. All right, so um I've had it's not like I have to have a stuffed artichoke to fit that mold. Because I've had stuffed artichokes that were stuffed with shrimp and seafood and things like that. But this was, like I said, a gourmet version of a stuffed artichoke, and it it just left me cold. It was a quarter of an artichoke. It was served with olive oil and anchovies, and the olive oil, I, I asked for no anchovies, and the olive oil... I mean, silly me, I thought they'd be like an anchovy on top of the artichoke like you see at Dorignac's or something. But what it was was like part of the oil, and the anchovies were sitting in the bottom of the oil. So you were supposed to sort of stir it up and pour the anchovies in oil over this stuffed artichoke. I didn't do that mm-hmm. because I didn't really want to, but it wouldn't have made that much difference because it was just like over. It was overdone and almost crunchy. It was a very... It's like it, it goes back to that expectation thing, you know, the um, if you're expecting something and it's better than what you expected, uh, if your expectations were really low, it still doesn't have to be good. It just has to be better than your expectations. And the reverse is true when you're expecting something and it's not as good as what you expected, even if it's great, it's not what you expected. So anyway, the stuffed artichoke sort of left me cold um mary lee got a um where was this she got some some cornbread that looked like beignets maybe i don't know <laughs> well, that's not served, something i'd want to look was like served with labna which is labna sort of, yeah that's something you find on a Le- hip, lebanese hip, kind hip, of hip 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 youngster hip restaurants that is to me one of the boop 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 barometers. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. you hit that one, you're there. So um, it was it was labna butter, mm-hmm. and it was served with fresh dill. And she was not all that moved by the cornmeal, whatever it was. And But the labna was good. And so, yeah. so <laughs> she said, taste this butter. And so I tasted it. And it was, it was it was cream cheese is what it was. I mean, hmm. it, it tasted like lemony cream cheese. Hmm. And so I started, you know, getting little fingers full of it and tasting it. And she said, you realize you're eating butter. And I said, you know, I'm not eating butter. It might be called butter, but it's cream cheese because that's what it tastes like. So I looked up labna and it said that it was a yogurt based. I forget. I'll have to look it up again and read what it said. I think there are several different ways of that it's presented. Labna. Yeah, I remember. Well, this on, I could swear was cream cheese. Let's just. Well, I mean, I, apparently, I mean, it's as different as that. This it could well, have. It's a milk product fermented or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, but I, I remember once a, a chef telling me that when you eat labna, you live for the rest of your life. 
And I thought, well, that's a kind of a funny thing to what do because you're going to live. Uh, you hope you live the rest of your life uh, anyway, <laughs> right? But anyway, he said, no, no, we. This is the this is the tradition. You. What is what does that mean? I don't know. I I remember this guy. It's like a it Jewish was, tradition or something. No, it was over at uh, the Lebanon's cafe. Well, it's that Middle Eastern thing. Yeah, it's okay. yeah. That's all of it's down there like that. Okay. But uh, anyway. Uh, I, I ate it. I thought it was real good, but then the the waiter who I had gotten to know pretty well because I'd okay, been so there a lot. Okay, so it's a soft cheese similar yeah. in texture to cream cheese made uh-huh. from strained uh-huh. yogurt and very popular in Middle Eastern cuisine. Well, there you go. Okay, so he that's must it. not have it must have been confused. I mean, what could be wrong with cream cheese? It's delish, yeah. you know. But I mean, I I could taste it and taste that it was cream cheese, and she kept saying, "No, this is." It says butter, Mom, and I said, I'm sorry, that's cream cheese. Well, well, maybe you can explain this. But it was good. The fresh dill on it was good, and it was very lemony. Go ahead, what? No, we, we have learned from Douglas that uh, it's National Brownie Day. Well, you learned that from me before you learned it from Douglas, because I was yeah. reading it off of the... Uh, Doug, you're not listening to the show? Doug gets mad at me for not listening to him. Um, we talked about that a few a little while ago, but I'm not finished my uh, Thalia report. Oh, okay. So yeah. that was our first course. And then uh, Mary Lee got some pasta, a bolognese, which I warned her about. I totally warned her that it was going to be whole wheat because I know they get their pasta from Belgarde. And don't get me wrong, I have sung the praises from here to kingdom come about how wonderful Belgard is as a bread, but I don't get whole wheat pasta. I mean, I just don't get it. No, I'm me sorry. neither. You, 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 nothing sticks together, and when you well, try it, to it, it doesn't curl taste it up, good. It, it doesn't. doesn't taste oh, good. that's so, problem too. So this came. It was an unusual pasta. Came in a little tiny bowl with something on top of it that I would have to read off the menu, but it was. Uh, placed in front of her, and she took a bite or two out of it and didn't like it. And my feeling about this is, if you are going to serve a bolognese over whole wheat pasta, whatever you're going to serve over whole wheat pasta, there should be a lot of it to disguise. A lot of pasta? Nope, to disguise oh, the taste oh. of the pasta. Because you should not be relying on the taste of the pasta to figure into the dish at all. And if you do, you're in trouble. I mean, I would... Interesting theory. I think that if you are going to not eat white pasta, and I'm not saying white pasta is good for you, it's not. But if you're going to eat spaghetti and meatballs, I'm sorry, it should be white pasta. So... um, I would rather spiralize some vegetables and eat the sauce over that than over wheat pasta. Because no matter how you crack it, it's not as good as white pasta. So anyway, that's what she had. Now, to be fair, Mm -hmm. I had a delicious fish. I had uh, the special of the evening was fried uh, wild speckled trout. I where'd, love speckled trout. Where'd you run into this? This was at Thalia. Oh. It was wild speckled trout, two nice pieces of it uh, in cornmeal, 100% cornmeal. It's probably Grace and Gill's cornmeal. And it was really, really good. That was really good. 
It was served with a roasted cauliflower and some tomatoes. And I have to say that it was really good. It was really good. The, the cauliflower, I don't know, I would like to have seen that served with something like beans, you know? Beans and cauliflower? No, beans and fish. Beans and beans fish, and fish yeah. go together like they do, uh, like spaghetti yeah. and meatballs. Yeah, even you know, more they, than that. They, chocolate and ice cream. It's I mean, a perfect it's combination. It's really good. It's, but anyway, sounds it sounds funny, but it works. It was kind of a crunchy cauliflower, and I just I didn't want a crunchy cauliflower, you know, because that's the thing that you get in places like that, but it doesn't speak to my soul. And the mm. fish did, and the cauliflower didn't. And I was, it was so good that Mary Lee actually started eating it, and she doesn't eat fish. So it was, it was that tasty. But, um, but the, what, what to me signifies this kind of restaurant more than maybe anything else is that the next table spent the entire time talking about how exciting it was that plant-based products were really coming on strong when did they not well they have it's really a thing now but it's like and my feeling about plant-based products is okay fine but um it's if you want a plant-based product eat a salad (laughs) you know don't present me with something that's fake meat plant-based I'd rather just eat the salad. I don't understand all of the food manipulation that's going on and why everyone is so excited about it. That's the thing that really amazed me. Okay, I'm off my rant. Anyway, that was my... Wow. That was my... uh, You did it quickly. That was my report on Thalia, Thalia, whatever, you know. Another one of the, uh, let's see, one of the muses, I think. Music zero six three six eight is the number if you would like to chat about anything that we are chatting about, which is kind of the usual, nothing much. Yeah, just food. Well, there was this other thing that just flitted by me here, and I just thought I would bring it up. Uh, in the newspaper, in the newsletter, excuse me, every day, we uh, we publish not just you know a restaurant review and upcoming events and things like that. We cover all of that. But certain things pop up, and there was a connection. I noticed uh, crazy, well, what was her last name? Kooky Oyster Lady. The, huh? Kooky Oyster Lady? No, no. This was, uh, this was uh, a, a lady who sold steaks right across the parking oh, lot. Oh, Crazy Johnny's. Crazy yeah, Johnny's. Crazy Johnny's. Yeah, what about it? Uh, I just uh, was looking around for an article to kind of update from when it last was, which in that case was a pretty long time ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I'd com- I'm completely forgotten about them. And that's one that uh, whenever somebody even pauses to mention it, we start into a conversation about it. Uh, it was a Crazy Johnny's opened up business in 1985, I think it was. And they went uh, to right after Katrina. As a matter of fact, I think Katrina. I don't think it was that long ago. I think it was a little bit more recent than that. Yeah. Anybody know when Crazy Johnny's closed? It's now. What is it? It's. Is it part of the Dragos complex? No, it's no, it's not there anymore. It's the gone. building was torn down. Yeah. 
And then Among I think it was things. replaced with something else, but I don't know what it is. Anyway, Crazy uh, anyway. Johnny's had a good artichoke, good stuffed artichoke. Oh, yeah. And you know what was funny is that they got them, used to get them from Dornex. I know. That's what she said. And they, and they would bring them over and... Uh, and so I need to go get it that. from Dorgnax because that is the one that most closely resembles my mother's stuffed artichoke. Well, somebody's got to do it. It was good. Mm. It was really good, I thought. And I, I, like I said, my mom didn't do anything very complicated in the kitchen. It was always Wait a minute. Doug, Doug just gave us some a bunch of numbers here. What was that all about? If I... Oh, no kidding. The 18th... Okay. Well, I don't know. I heard you. For what that's worth. What? When it closed? Yeah. When did it close? When did it close? Uh, it was June eighteenth <laughs> of twenty fourteen. For those of you who are lis- actually listening. Uh, fourteen. Okay, twenty fourteen. Okay. okay. Yeah, I knew it was not that long ago. I mean, it was not not as long ago as Katrina. Whatever is sticky here, Tom, is on this headset. So, Doug, I'm even less likely to wear them now. Two six zero six three six eight is the yeah, and plus the fact that they're totally broken. <laughs> you should see this. I need no, to get that a headset. One is. It's, it's, I've had I need it to for get years. a headset. That's yeah, what you I need go to do. get one. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the number if you would like to chat with us. We are chatting about uh, not much of anything. Hey, you know that that restaurant that we were going to go to for dinner about two weeks ago, uh, and its name is something like uh, uh, Barbecue Pit. No, it's it's. Uh, Give me another hint. Uh, charcoal. It's time for charcoal. Oh, uh, Pyre Provisions. Is uh, it on the North Shore or South Shore? South Shore. Mm. Right in the middle of the CBD. I. Uh, big place, so lots of fish. Oh, briquettes. Um, briquettes. Yes, briquettes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What about it? Well, we were supposed to do a dinner over there, weren't we? We were supposed to go to a dinner. When over is there. that yes. going to be? It, well, it passed. That it was, passed. Yes. You mean we're never going to ever have it? That dinner? No, Tom. That no? was a W-Y-E-S dinner. Oh, well, that's and all right. We I, don't hate I, them. I'm glad that, well, I think they might hate us now. <laughs> no, they would. No, <laughs> no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Person, Hang on. That's possible. No, no. The, the person who kind of keeps her Aislinn. eyes on. The, yeah. No, well, Aislinn is nice, uh-huh. but. Um, yeah. But uh, even, a, you know, a, a longer time friend of mine, uh, Peggy. Yes. What about her? Uh Peggy, uh, who has been worth with, uh, working with uh, Channel 12 for just a million yes, years. Yes, she, she asked about us and was wondering where we were. Yeah, I was yes. looking forward to seeing them because they're longtime friends of mine. Oh, and you I could just, always call them, Tom. Well, yeah. I don't want to seem like I'm trying to sell them something. You <laughs> the food show, that's what this is, 2606368. In case you've been wondering what in the world this is. Peggy this Scott is Laborde. No, no, no. She's, uh, she, you know, I was very uh, chagrined to learn about two years ago that our Eat Club dinners, which I was very proud of and we've done for years and we've uh, always had a lot of interesting people coming in uh, to be part of it, uh, that Channel 12 actually got to that idea before I did. So they were about a year ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, it's a... It's They've a, been doing the seasons of Good Taste Dinners that long? Yeah. I another year. That. No, another Is that year. Right? really? Oh, you know how I am in, in self-recognition. Uh, uh, That's true? But, uh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Brownies, the old kitchen sage says, brownies are better the day after you bake them than they are that day. Is that true? 
I mean, well, you, I'm sort of you an make expert them often, on brownies. But you know what? I, I'm not. I'm not eating them as much as I was. I don't. I don't eat. I can't tell you the last time that I ate a brownie. Although they're still really good. You know, we went to um, a place called Levy Baking Company. Levy. Oh, L-E-V-E-E. Levy. Yes, it's uh-huh. in the space that was the bagel place that was good. And it was really New Yorkish. Oh, yeah, the it's one right downtown. It's right by the Rum House. It's on the side street by the Rum House in that green building right across the side street from the Rum House. It's in that space. And I'm trying to remember the name of the bagel it, place. It was something like remember the Charlie's name of that bagel or... place because it, um, it was good. The bagels were good. And then, I don't know, I guess this just isn't, I mean, it's not a bagel town, which is kind of interesting because... There are a lot of Jewish students from New York in that whole tri-state area who come to Tulane every year, and a lot of them stay. So that that really should, and I'm sure that they're looking for excellent bagels because they know excellent bagels. Uh, and and I'm surprised that we can't really keep a good bagel place here. I don't know. They were if it's the same place I'm thinking of. You, it it was puzzling because they yeah, came in. It was good. Does anybody they, remember the name of that bagel place on the side street? Whatever the it name was of on that Common and Barone is where. No, it was. that's I don't even know what you're talking about. What you, oh, you're talking about CBD. Goldbergs. Yeah. If that wasn't no, that's not what I'm talking about. Oh. That's not what I'm talking about. But there was one at the... That was incredibly New York Jewish deli. Boy, that it came was and went, though. That, I know it did, like, yeah. just with a whimper. Nothing nothing ever happened with it. But yeah. it's too bad because it looked like a really good one. You know uh, um, who uh, had a lot of uh, bagels was, believe it or not, Chef Andrea. I can believe he, that. He had an entrance from Causeway Boulevard directly. No, that's not, that wasn't his. That wasn't his. What was the name of that But that's how you place. got into that it. That was really good. I think it was even called New York Bagels. It, I think it was called it New was. York Bagels. I think it was. And it was a guy from New York, and he was doing really great, really great bagels But it was there. kind of it, it was kind of in the corner. And you no, it wasn't in the corner. It was right the, on no, the service was, road. You, it, was facing, it was facing Causeway. It was on Causeway. On the service road, and it was easy to see, and I don't understand what happened with that. I think it was just one of those, it seemed like it's in, uh, it's convenient, oh, but you know it wasn't. It was? You know what it was? I think he just wanted to close it because he was tired of it. Could be. I think that I was I mean, it. it's, that's a hard one. should have sold it because that was a really great yeah. bagel we've, operation. We've had them over the years, but not they don't last very long. I know, that's, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand why... Yeah. I don't either. You would think that there would be a market for bagels well, here. Um, you would think there would be a market for bagels everywhere. Yeah. You would think that there would bagels be more market space for another hour of the food show, which we will, in fact, have ready and ready to go well, for you. I don't don't promise too much to uh, No, we, we haven't. <laughs> We have about an hour and a that, half. No, before. I mean I'm saying that it will be ready for it because you know don't don't make a promise like that. Oh, I see. We're never really. You're quite trying to tell ready. me that I'm not not ready. We're not really quite ready for the food show ever. I'm not ready, yeah, folks. Not really. Yeah. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the number. If you would like to chat with us, we will be back after the news at the top of the hour and talking about whatever it is that you'd like mm-hmm. to talk about. We'd love to talk about some holidays. All of those stuff, things. Since it is the holidays. Oh oh um, oh! I have the most. Interesting. Well, at least it is to me. 
Well, you better write it down because by the I, time I don't the news comes to. back, it's going to uh, be long gone. The the bubble light oh, God. is oh, operating God. in right there on the wall. It does, no longer does a Christmas tree. It does a little wall fixture. But at least it's there, and it's bubbling Thank and God. happy. Okay, now that I've uh, bring I wanted you some a Martha happiness. Stewart Christmas with twinkling lights, and I got bubble lights. One hundred five point three FM HD two Kenner, New Orleans. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.